back to the show for another week with your host, Katrina Myers. It is lovely to be back in your ears. And this week, I want to share with you about a topic or a problem, I guess, that I see that lots of women have. And it's something that really keeps us, I guess, quite stuck uh, and quite hectic. And I think it's something that we sort of, we don't even realize a lot of the time. It's, it's something that we've been conditioned to think is what makes us worthy and it's a societal issue and it's a big issue and it's certainly something that I still struggle with and that is what I'm calling it is the productivity death trap <laughs> because I've realized that this quest and this constant need and this constant kind of pressure that we put on ourselves to just get it all done, you know, it's this constant, uh, yeah, just busyness, this constant I have to get it all done. I've got so much to do. I'm busy. I'm doing it. It's just, and it's like, it's actually a bit of a death trap. It keeps us actually very stuck. And as I said, it's something that I have struggled with a lot and I still struggle with, to be honest. Like if you think about, for example, to me, to me, like the epitome of relaxation is sitting down and watching TV in the middle of the day. And I just find it so hard to let myself do that. That's just one example of where I still really struggle with this idea of I guess, needing to get it all done. And I think what we have, you know, what we see in our society, I guess, is that what I was thinking about why this is, and I think it's really important to think about why this is and where this comes from. And part of it, I think, is this idea about laziness. So often it goes back to how we were brought up and what happened in our households, as well as, you know, the pressure and, and the societal norms that we all experience. And so, you know, if I think about my environment growing up, my parents were both very hard workers and they were always very busy, always doing lots of things and they would never sit still. Um, and rarely did they, you know, really, did I ever see them sort of just chilling out and doing nothing? I mean, I guess maybe in the evenings back then there was a bit of watching the news or something like that, but not certainly not during the day. They would never have sat still during the day. So, you know, I think for me, that's where that comes from that, you know, that I know that one subconscious piece of um, programming is, is definitely from that. And then I think in society, and, and I've talked about this before, but it's just been coming up again lately. And I'm actually getting Meg on the podcast. She's going to come and do an episode with me all about these. She calls it the five P's, which I've talked about on here before. And, and productivity and this need to produce is one of them. But it was just coming up this week after speaking with a client and I'm just noticing it, you know, and the tension within myself. And then I read a beautiful email from, if you guys aren't already following the Broad Place, Jack does these beautiful um, letters from Jack. And hers this week was all about this, yeah, this exact topic and about how she, you know, tried to rest and recover and, and notice in herself her ego, telling her that, you know, she needed to be doing more. And it's just something that comes up so, so much. And what I realized speaking with a client recently is that it's actually, you know, really keeps us in this, well, it really keeps us stuck because what can happen and what I've noticed happening is this need to sort of just get so much done. If I just need to get more done. If I was just more organized, if I just manage my time better and, and, you know, even to the point of, if I just have a morning routine, then I'll be able to get more done. And, you know, I realized that actually what's happening is this constant need to get more done stops us from actually stopping, resting, having time to play. And then we get exhausted and then we get burnt out and then we start to feel crap about ourselves because we can't do all the things that we want to do. And it's this death trap. It's this spiral of, you know, we just sort of go round and round in this kind of trying to do more, not resting enough, 
then feeling exhausted and then not being able to do all the things that we want to try and do. So it's a real trap and it's something that I really wanted to talk with you about today and give you some tips on how, how to deal with it, I guess, and you know what you might be able to do and how to sort of start to have more awareness around it. The other thing that I wanted to talk about in relation to this is that I think part of this trap is this need for money. And I know this happened with me as well because there's this attachment that if we, are, you know, we have to work hard so that we can make money so that we can get all these things that we want. And so I just wanted to get you to stop and have a look at that and question that. And I've had to do this in myself because, you know, what I realized for me was like I'm trying to do all these things to make money. But then when I actually stopped and thought about, well, hang on a minute, like how much money do I actually need and what are the things that I actually want and you know, I mean, and this is part of when I got caught up in the whole coaching world and that whole, you know, trying to make more money. I said, I don't need to make millions of dollars. You know, that's, that's someone else's dream. It's actually not mine. If I'm honest with myself, one of the things, probably the most important thing for me is just to, I would love to just not be able to have to worry about money. Then I realized that's probably never going to happen because <laughs> they say that 7% of the world's billionaires still think they haven't got enough money. So what I realized was that I was sort of maybe chasing this idea and this concept of never of wanting to not have to worry about money, but that's actually an internal job. Like it's probably not going to matter how much money I've got. I'm still going to worry about money unless I do the work internally to actually let that go. So that was another big realization that I just had recently. And I wanted to share that with you because I think a lot of the reason why so many of us keep ourselves trapped in this spiral of doing more and trying to achieve more is because we think we need the money, but we part of it is actually stopping to question, like, do we really need that money? And why do we need that money? And is that really our dream? Or is that what society has told us that we need? And, you know, is actually having more money what we're really after? And is that what's really going to make us happy? And I guess the other part of this is that we've we've learned to really attach our sense of self-worth to how much we do and how much we achieve. And again, I've talked about this before as well, but it's just it's such a big important factor that I see so much. And it's it's really this idea that if I'm not doing all of these things and, and you know, like you get to the end of the day and if you can tick all your to-do boxes, then you feel good about yourself. And I think there's this real need, and, and I'm not just making this stuff up like this is not my, you know, my brainwave. There's lots of research around this and Brene Brown talks about it. And there's actually this need to really detach our sense of self-worth from what we achieve. Because what this does is it sets us up for, I mean, it puts us in this death trap and it sets us up for, I guess, disappointment and lack of self-worth because it's actually often impossible to achieve all the things that we want to achieve. And then when we don't tick off our to-do list and get all the things done, then we feel bad about ourselves and we go into a shame cycle. So really the hard part is doing this work to detach ourselves from the things that we're doing and to find this sense of self-worth from within and inside of us and to like come back and to connect to this knowing that we're okay, we're just, we're good as we are, we're enough as we are, we're okay even if we don't do anything. You know, and this is the real challenge because we're really not taught to do this at all. You know, this is what it's still, you know, there's still so much of me that in my kind of intellectually, intellectual brain or, or my, in, if I think about this, I still find it hard to intellectualize that you can just be and you don't have to do anything to be okay, to be worthy, to be loved, to be all of these things. 
and you know, this is after years of work and years of doing all of this stuff. So this could be completely foreign to you if you're, if you're still stuck in that productivity trap where you're just trying to do all the things, tick all the boxes, rushing around, you know, and then getting to the end of the day and feeling exhausted and still having not ticked off all your boxes. And then you start to feel crap about yourself. So this could be completely new to you, but let me tell you, it's a work in progress, like doing this deep work to really uncover what's not making you actually feel worthy enough just for being you is, is quite hard. It's very hard work. And then it's a practice over time to actually accept it and understand it and just sit with it, you know? And that's where I guess the spirituality side of it comes into it because it is actually just that connecting back to self, connecting back truly inwards and being fully present in the moment and knowing that that's enough, you know, without the need to sort of prove yourself and to produce things and to get it all done. You can just be and that's enough. And that is the deep inner work that has to happen. And it's the peeling back the layers of why you've been conditioned that way, what it was that your parents said to you, what happened to you as a child, what's happened throughout your life, you know, how society has conditioned you, how consumerism has conditioned you, how all of these things have told us that we're not enough unless we're doing and proving ourselves all day long. And it's, yeah, it's really bloody hard. And it's also, it can be kind of terrifying to think because Often what we're doing with the kind of the do, do, do is distracting ourselves from what's really going on underneath. So we keep ourselves busy so we don't have to deal with actually the underlying things that we don't want to deal with, whether that be underlying trauma or, you know, underlying the inner critics constantly there, uh, you know, whatever it is that's actually below the surface that we don't want to actually face, we keep ourselves busy that we don't have to sit in silence and just be with ourselves because it's actually quite terrifying just to be with yourself and to be with your own thoughts. So that's another reason why we, you know, stay stuck in this cycle. So a big part of this is having self-compassion because, first of all, we all do this. It's pretty common to be stuck in this cycle of needing to produce and to just, you know, do so many things. And it's very normal to be scared to stop and do the deep inner work And it can sort of sound a bit woo-woo, like we really aren't, you know, especially in rural Australia, like, oh my God, stopping and actually doing some work on yourself and going inwards. Hello, it's not the norm. (laughs) So, And, you know, everyone's rushing around so busy. That is the norm. So, you know, as human beings, we want to fit in, we want to connect, we want to feel like we belong in our groups and our, you know, where our communities, and that's what everyone else is doing, then that's what we're going to do. So, and we feel like we have to do that to fit in in our social groups, in our social circles. So all very normal to do this, to feel like this, and it's no, it's not your fault and you have to practice self, self-compassion in a massive, massive way. And we actually need to do some really deep kind of reprogramming work to, to deal with this often, to actually change the way we behave and, and our, you know, the daily things that we do to just to keep ourselves so busy and distracted. And it takes quite a lot of work. It's one of the things that I work on in my programs with women because it's actually this rewiring of our subconscious and, you know, going into some of these beliefs about why we feel like we have to do this to be worthy. So it's really, really important work, but it, you know, it's really keeping us stuck. So I wanted to share some, I guess, some strategies that you might be able to use and a bit of a, a bit of approach. If you're, if you're listening to this thinking, gosh, that is me, I am just, I don't feel like I've had a good day unless I tick off my to-do list. I'm really just trying to cram more in. I feel like I'm just not getting enough done ever. I'm exhausted. I just, you know, I've got this pressure on myself to just get everything done and you're in this spiral, then I just wanted to give you some, I guess, yeah, some steps, some strategies for how you might be able to deal with this. 
And again, to highlight, like this is really, really common for women. I've done the, you know, the battery exercise where you talk about sleep, um, having enough nutritional food, movement, um, downtime and connection. And for most people, like I did this with a leadership group in the Lead Her program and all of them, the biggest thing that they weren't working on was their downtime. You know, it's so hard for us to have rest and downtime. And that's, again, related to this idea that we've just got to be producing and productive all the time. And as women, we find it very hard to stop and rest. There's such a stigma around, you know, resting. Um, you know, I, I like to have, I don't have a nanny nap. I, I meditate in the afternoon and some people would see that as being lazy. Tim, I, you know, he likes to have a, I mean, and actually some farmers are quite good at this and the old, the old, the old school farmers would have a little lie down after lunch. It's such a lovely way to just rest and revive yourself. But some people be like, oh gosh, you have a little sleep in the afternoon. Like that's, couldn't possibly do that, you know? And so there's so much stigma around this, this rest piece and this stopping piece um, that it's just, you know, that's another piece of the puzzle as to why we have this need to be so productive and to keep ourselves so busy. As, you, as you're probably starting to realise, it's, it's, quite, it's quite complex as to why we do this. You know, it's not just a straightforward, well, why don't you just, you know, have a little bit of a rest or why don't you just slow down? It's so complicated. <laughs> so don't feel any sort of... Um, extra shame or judgment on yourself if you're finding it really hard to actually stop and slow down and you've been, you know, maybe wondering why or you've been trying to slow down and wondering why it's so hard. So the first thing which I really like, so from Brene Brown's book, The Gift of, or The Art of, uh, The Gift of uh, Living, you know the one, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, it's the, the Gift of Imperfection, The Gift of Imperfection, there we go, I got that. Fabulous book and she's got a whole chapter on rest and play. And her, one of her suggestions in there was to write down your joy and meaning list, which I thought was lovely. So write down what actually brings you joy and meaning in your life and then um, have a, just have a really good look at that and think about what actually brings you joy and meaning. And then number two, ask yourself, you know, what, are you, what have you been thinking that you wanted? Like if you have written down before like what you or what you might be thinking in your mind all the time in the spiral of what you think you want, does that actually relate to your joy and meaning list? Because sometimes the things that we want that are driving us to try and do all these things is, you know, sort of money, a bigger house, another car, all of these things, but that doesn't actually necessarily line up with what will bring you joy and meaning. So I think that's a really important thing to just stop and have some awareness around, like why are you working so hard? And does that actually line up to the things that you, you know, that are really going to bring you joy and meaning? Then number two, ask yourself why you're so busy and why you feel this need to be so productive. Sorry, that's number three. Why you feel this need to be so productive. Where is that coming from? Whose voice is in your head and what's that inner critic or your ego saying to you when you slow down or when you're not doing enough? Is it your mum's voice from growing up? Is it your dad's voice from growing up? Is it a peer? Like whose voice is it? And why is that telling you that you're, you know, that you're lazy or that you're hopeless or, or what's that voice saying to you when you try to slow down and that keeps you going and being so busy? Number four, just ask yourself, do you want to stay like that? You know, get serious. Once you start to develop some awareness around this, just say to yourself and get real, like, do you want to stay this busy? And is it really serving you? And if you look back at your list of things that are going to bring you joy and meaning in life, is this busyness cycle, is this doing cycle? going to deliver those things that will really bring you meaning and joy. So just get really honest with yourself and ask yourself. Then number five, just experiment. And 
how could you actually create some more space? You know, is there a way that you could actually, like, what would happen if you sat down and watched the TV in the middle of the day if you had that opportunity or you went and had a little nanny nap or, you know, you introduced a bit more rest time? Like, just have a little experiment and see what comes up and notice what that voice and that inner critic says to you when you try to do that. Just create some more space and and see what happens. And the last one, number six, is practice self-compassion and, you know, start to really cultivate a practice that allows you to see that you're enough just as you are. So practicing self-compassion, giving yourself a break, you know, huge in every aspect of well-being, and then really start to practice that. What sort of practice could you integrate? Hot tip here, it's meditation is a big one. That will allow you to just to come into the moment more, to create that more space and allow you to start to see that you actually are enough because that's the journey inwards and the journey back into yourself is the is the path back to knowing that you are just enough as you are and just being yourself. Like, hot tip, that's how you do it, but it's really hard. And the more that we can connect back into ourselves in this, you know, meditation practice, the more you'll start to see, the more awareness you'll start to have around actually, hmm, I am just enough here sitting in this place connected, fully conscious, fully aware, this is enough. And that's a practice that develops over time through meditation. And as a little bonus, I've recorded a guided meditation for you to bring you more awareness and to bring you more into the present and to connect back into yourself and to that knowing that you're enough. If you go to the show notes, you'll be able to download it. So you just pop your email address in and you'll be able to download that and have that um, for you to use as well as a little tool and another little helpful piece for you to put into this puzzle because yeah it really is that connecting back to self and that knowing and the meditation just allows you that space to have that awareness too um, more awareness of that inner critic that critic that's keeping you going and keeping you busy and keeping you in this need to produce all the time and to get it all done so that hopefully will be a helpful little bonus for you as well so hopefully that's been helpful guys and just to bring that awareness and you know I see you I get it it, it happens to me. It is me. I totally understand. And in rural Australia, you know, that busyness producing shame cycle is, is really, really challenging. And I think we all, um, well, I'm sure many of us and many of you listening will relate. And hopefully that's been a helpful little episode to give you some guidance in this area. And in the I'm not sure if it'll be next week or the week after, but there is going to be a whole episode where I interviewed Meg all about this too because she's done a lot of work around these peas, and I'm sure that will be super helpful for you as well. So stay tuned for that. Okay, guys, well, happy resting, and I'd love to hear from you how it goes. Let me know in the comments um, or, sorry, if you know, send me a DM in my Instagram uh, and let me know if this is helpful for you and if you have trouble resting and having downtime. And if you're stuck in that productivity shame cycle, I would love to know and I'm here to help. So thanks so much for listening, guys. See you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Rural Rockstar. If you enjoyed the show, then please rate and review and share. Don't worry if you didn't enjoy it. Just keep that to yourself. And if you would like more from me, I offer coaching and I would love to work with you. You can also check out my newsletter, This Rural Life, via the show notes or also the link in my bio in my Instagram or Facebook. And if there's anyone that you'd love to hear from on the show, then I would love to hear about that because I'm always looking for wonderful people to interview on the show and to share their wisdom with you. So 
please do let me know. And thank you for listening. See you guys.